0: fans my name is logan i run the instagram account at everything underscore ravens the largest ravens community on instagram i am joined here as always by my co-host michael what up guys i'm uh,
1: already missing football but looking forward to getting into some of this offseason stuff
0: and once again we are joined by spencer too
2: what's up guys happy to be back
0: yeah so we were recording this on sunday february 18th the first Sunday without football, it's going to be a while. It sucks, but we do have a long off season. And we'll get into that a bit more down the road.
2: Yeah, the NFL never stops, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's constant, all year thing. Yeah. I feel like the NFL is the only like sports league where like the off season is like as like deeply like viewed, whatever. Like people paying as deep attention to an off season than like any other sports league yeah the nfl does
1: do a great job with that it, it it really never stops from draft season free agency to to the announcement of when the schedule release is going to be and then the schedule release but i'm all for it i'm yeah. all for the content
0: yeah we'll have plenty of off-season content for y'all so but uh today we are going to review the season a bit um talk about the coaching carousel and talk about uh our awards. Um, I did a poll on Instagram um, asking for what the fans think uh, individual awards should be for the team, but we have our own awards we will also discuss, but we first want to touch on the coaching carousel. So obviously the big one, defensive coordinator Mike McDonald leaving to become the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, head coach. What are your guys' thoughts on that? It sucks, but
1: uh, yeah, I mean, it it sucks at the end of the day. I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well in Seattle. I think that he's going to do well in Seattle. I think he's a great coach. I think he has a great future in coaching. I think he's going to be a head coach for a long, long time. But there's there's no way around it. The Ravens are going to miss him sorely um i'm sure the defense next year will will still be good we'll get into the new face of defensive coordinator but i can't imagine that our our defense will be any better without mike mcdonald i'll miss him a lot i know every ravens fan is
2: gonna really miss him yeah i was i was fully expecting this to happen from yeah about midway through the season it was it seemed like it was either gonna be you know there were talks like some people some of the fans were like well Maybe if John Harbaugh steps down and then Mike McDonald, it was never going to happen. That was not, it just wasn't, it was a dream scenario and it was something, you know, to dream about. But it, in reality, that was never going to happen. And I think from at least midway or towards the end of the season, I kind of mentally prepared myself that Mike McDonald was going to walk out the door. So obviously, you were holding on to hope. But listen, if there's somebody who is, you know, a good second option, uh, next season, other than Mike McDonald, I'm very excited. I'm very much looking forward to having Zachary Orr as our defensive coordinator. How do you guys feel?
1: I agree. I'm I'm excited for Zach Orr too. Uh, I can't believe that I watched him play as a Raven. Uh, we were talking about that. that so
2: old.
0: So old.
1: That is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but it seems like all the players really like him. I I see all the videos of him where he like has so much energy on the sidelines. And he's always getting the guys fired up. He did an awesome job with the linebacker room this year. So I think we are, are set up well. Yeah, I
0: mean, Zach, Zach's a raven through and through. Um, he came here as an undrafted free agent in 2014. Works his way up in three years to not only become become a starter, but also become an all-pro. Which that doesn't happen unless you're willing to work hard and you're willing to watch a shit ton of film, which are two great qualities that, The great coaches have. So I'm very excited about it as well. I mean, his like introductory press conference really excited me. What he talked about, what he wants to bring, talked about how he wants to play together, play unit, play with unity, play with 11 players on to the ball at once. Um, He also wants to play violent. He talked about how that's the standard here. He wants the defense to hit literally anything that moves. Um, talk about execution, how he wants to execute all the time, even in specific situations. And then also talk about organized chaos. He wants to present a lot of problems to the offense pre-snap and don't give the answers to the offense. So what he talked about in his uh, press conference really excited me.
1: Yeah, I agree, and 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 you said it. He is a Raven through and through. Uh, he understands the organization. He understands what the organization wants to be. He understands John Harbaugh as a head coach, and he understands what the fans expect out of the Ravens and a Ravens defense. So, I think there's a lot of good things to uh, there's a lot of things to feel good about with Zach Orr.
2: I don't believe there's a more Ravens pick than this guy. I mean, he yeah. obviously we we as a Ravens as a Ravens organization, we've got a lot of great history with linebackers and he's a former Ravens linebacker. We have a lot of great history with undrafted free agents and he worked his way up as an undrafted free agent. Has that horrible, you know, injury come to light and has to retire and so he works his way up, he gets a shot as a coach and then now works his way up you know from the bottom and becomes our defensive coordinator. Baltimore's a blue collar town, it's a blue collar story like it is a really cool Baltimore Baltimore tale. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um you know, I don't think it's going to be as seamless as Mike McDonald's transition was. Um obviously, you know, Mike McDonald kind of had a similar similar rise. He was a he was a linebackers coach for the Ravens and then he you know went to the other hardball at Michigan, got a got a season you know, actually calling plays and being the defensive coordinator at Michigan um, tore my heart out. I'm an Ohio State fan. They finally yeah. snapped that winning streak and, you know, kicked the Buckeyes butts. But, um, um, you know, then he got the he came back and we saw there was a definite learning curve for him. Um, You know, those first couple of weeks as defensive coordinator, uh, you know, I, I, I still get flashbacks to that Miami game where we were up, you know, a zillion points and then you know they came back at the end so obviously he had a lot to learn um but he he learned and he did great and he he deserves that shot at Seattle I think he's going to be an excellent head coach and um yeah so I'm I'm expecting a little bit of a learning curve from Zach Gore he hasn't had the experience calling plays as defensive coordinator but I think he's going to be he's a great choice and I'm really excited for him
1: yeah there's always going to be some growing pains I don't think we're going to. We're going to come out next season and and everything is just going to be perfect and totally seamless, like you said. But I think at the end of the day, this is a great, uh, great person to have staying in-house in the organization going forward. And he's only going to get better as he gets older. He's a young guy. He himself probably does have a lot to learn still, too. But I'm excited to watch him learn and see him grow as a coach and see the Ravens defense grow with him.
0: Yeah, I mean... As you guys were talking about, he was a linebackers coach. That's kind of been a theme with the Ravens under Harbaugh. Is just promoting the linebackers coach <laughs> to defensive yeah. coordinator. Like the only guy I can think of that wasn't the linebackers coach that became our DC under Harbaugh was uh, Chuck Pagano. But um, you look back in our history, Dean Pease was our linebackers coach before he became defensive coordinator. Wink Martindale was our linebackers coach before he became defensive coordinator. As Vince talked about, Mike McDonald was our linebackers coach, went to Michigan for a year, and then came back to be our defensive coordinator. And then now Zach Orr is promoted to defensive coordinator. Um, I think one thing that really stands out to me uh, with this one is that there's no denying that Roquan Smith is the undisputed, undeniable leader of our defense. Zach Orr's already worked closely with him. so. I think that'll kind of be a pairing that will help uh, ease the transition for Zach Orr because Ropon's going to be on the field, going to be communicating directly with him. Like, Zach is probably still going to be very hands-on with the linebacker group. So, yeah, I, I really like this move a lot. Yeah,
2: 100%. It's not like Zach's working with scraps. I mean, we got, no. from a roster perspective, we got one of the best defenses, if not the best um makeup so I think it'll be good
0: yeah so um the Ravens have already filled their linebackers coach and secondary coach under Zach Orr at linebackers coach they hired Kansas analyst the University of Kansas not the Kansas City Chiefs not the goddamn Chiefs but uh Kansas defensive analyst Mark DeLeon as their new inside linebackers coach taking over for Zach Orr One thing that stood out to me about him was he was Roquan Smith's linebackers coach in Chicago for two years. So I assume that this was a guy that Roquan probably went and vouched for to be the next linebackers
1: coach. Yeah, like you said, I mean, Roquan Smith is the leader of the defense. He's the voice of the defense. He's the best player on the defense. He is probably the most important player on the Ravens, not named Lamar Jackson. So hiring a coach that... He may have had a say in or just knows him well, has a history with him. I think it's a great call, and I don't know much about him, but Kansas has had a great coaching staff the last few years under Lance Leipold. They have completely turned that program around, so
0: anybody that's part of that staff sounds good to me.
2: Absolutely. Looking forward to it.
0: Yep. The Ravens also hired Doug Mallory as their new secondaries coach, replacing Denard Wilson, who went to the Tennessee Titans to be their next defensive coordinator. Mallory, his lone NFL experience was with the Falcons for three, four years, something like that. Um, previously served as a Michigan defensive analyst, so definitely a Harbaugh connection there, for sure. I'm all
1: for uh, another Michigan guy Harbaugh connection. We saw how that worked out with Mike McDonald, so sounds good to me.
0: So, yeah, some of the other coaches that have left, um, as I mentioned, Denard Wilson going to Tennessee, uh, he's viewed as a young, upcoming coach. I mean, he did a great job with the secondary this past year. And you saw, like, Philly, uh, where he was before. They were a top five secondary pass defense under him. This past year, they were a bottom five passing defense. So, a big fall off. Um, Interesting to see how he does in uh, Tennessee. I don't believe he was really ever in a real discussion to be the Ravens defensive coordinator. I feel like it was always either Zach Orr or Anthony Weaver who left to go to Miami to be their defensive coordinator. But good luck to uh, Anthony Weaver and uh, Denard Wilson. But um, I feel like Zach Orr was always the top choice just because they didn't want to risk Zach Orr leaving and going to Seattle potentially to be with Mike because there's just a lot of upside with Zach Orr as a coach a guy clearly works his ass off is very clearly driven the REB being coaching for only seven years and becoming the Ravens defensive coordinator so yeah yeah I, I remember seeing
1: some of the buzz with like Wilson and, and Weaver and I think or I think or. Might have always been their guy that they wanted to go with. And I think you're right about keeping him in house, knowing that he is kind of an upside play. He has a super bright and long future ahead of him as a coach. I think just as a young, bright guy that has already had a lot of success in working his way up, you don't want him to leave the building. You want to keep him in house. And if that means making him the defensive coordinator, do it. I trust him.
0: Eric DaCosta even said that uh, he. Use Zach Orr as a future head coach in the NFL. So maybe we see a scenario because Harbaugh is getting up there in age. Maybe Zach Orr is the eventual successor to Harbaugh. We will see on that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We will see. I do think it's a good sign Mike McDonald was, was rumored to want to take him with him to Seattle. So yeah. I trust, I trust Mike McDonald's or Mike McDonald's uh, um, judgment there. And I'm glad we were able to retain Zach.
0: Yeah, so um, now we will talk uh, about some of the player awards for the Ravens. Um, I did a poll on this on my Instagram uh, to see what fans think. We have awards of our own to give out for each award. Um, But first, I want to preface that on the team MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year, to keep it more open-ended, it We will not be including Lamar Jackson just because that's the obvious answer, but I would like to talk about Lamar winning his second MVP.
1: This, you know, this MVP season from Lamar, if you look at the numbers and everything, it, it of course was not as statistically impressive and just blow you away like when he first came on the scene and won his first MVP in 2019. But in a way, I think this one is, is much more interesting because this whole season was just so much of a more uh, mature, controlled, and I think just smart and in-control version of Lamar Jackson. And it was really exciting to see. And obviously nobody throughout this NFL season really kind of broke out and just grabbed the MVP with their bare hands. I mean... There was talk that Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott could be the MVP. So I don't think this was the strongest year in terms of MVP candidates. But Lamar did just enough. He solidified himself, if not already, as in that top tier of quarterbacks in the NFL. And I'm happy that he got another. And I think it says a lot about him, though, that at all these MVP ceremonies, at all this, the whole media round for the MVP, it's not that he's disinterested, but this was not his goal going into the season.
0: And I think that fact is going to stick with him. Yeah, they even like asked him about it afterwards in like a separate interview. And he was like, I'm happy I won it, but I'd rather be playing in the Super Bowl yeah. and winning this than just being here and my season being over. So I think Lamar is very, very motivated. But uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, he's he's locked in, but it was a great season. Um, obviously, you know, like you said earlier, like people, I guess people are kind of looking for an MVP. They're looking for the guy who's going to have five thousand passing yards, fifty touchdowns, and that wasn't that wasn't the season that Lamar had. But it wasn't the season that he needed to have. I mean, he what you saw when Lamar Jackson's on the field, defenses don't know how to react. They don't know how to. There's no way to contain him because he's such. He is such an elite passer. He can make plays scrambling around the pocket. And obviously he's one of the most electric runners in the game ever. And um, you know, there's those nerds who are like, well, actually he doesn't have the statistics or his EPA or whatever. But like it just watch the game and you will see the effect, the effect, the the impact that he has um on defenses and um I I, I like like I said the statistically it wasn't the numbers weren't there from his 2019 play but I think he was better like 100% a better player than he was in 2019 and head and shoulders above everybody else for you know uh what was it uh 19 games of the season before we ran into Patrick Mahomes so um yeah great season obviously not the way we wanted it to end but there's nobody else who was the the most valuable player this year
1: yeah, I agree with that. I mean, like you said, the the Ravens' offense, just by having Lamar Jackson on the field, is so uh, tough to defend. I mean, even when he's not uh, running or scrambling that much, just the threat of him and the unpredictability of what he can do, that in itself is a game-breaker and is as good of a reason of any for him to be the MVP.
2: Mm-hmm. So, in the sake of for the for the interest of keeping our awards more entertaining we decided to leave him out of the end of the season awards but obviously the most valuable player of the year in the entire NFL is is the most valuable player on the ravens um but i am interested in hearing your guys' end of season awards um for the rest for uh the rest of the team so which 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 award did we want to start with
0: uh rookie of the year, since this one's obvious. I mean there really isn't no open ended answer because only one rookie really did anything and that's Zay Flowers. Set the Ravens rookie record for receptions and receiving yards with seventy seven catches and eight hundred and fifty eight yards. So hell of a season for Zay. That's the only obvious um answer on our awards list.
2: yeah Uh I am right right there with you. Obviously, Zay is the uh the guy, um, excited for, uh, Keaton Mitchell, um, excited for his return. There's a, there's a couple other rookies that were okay, but I mean, Zay Flowers, one of the best, the best, probably rookie receiving, um, rookie receiver that has ever played for the Baltimore Ravens. And, um, I would say our best pass catcher all year long and, um, you know, looking forward to, well, there's some stuff going on. We won't comment on it, but, I am I'm looking forward to his future.
1: Yeah, I don't have much to add with that. Um I think that Zay Flowers, you could see it in every game this season, the way that he was able to open up the Ravens offense. We haven't had a receiver like that. Um, in the time that Lamar has been the quarterback for the Ravens. And so uh yeah, I'm I'm glad we hit on that pick. Uh I, I don't know what's going on off the field, we'll we'll let that be resolved, but let's all appreciate Zay Flowers for the great season he had and uh, what he brought to this Ravens offense. It really made a huge difference this year.
0: Yeah. So um, the next award is most improved player. Now on my Instagram poll, um, the most popular answer was Justin Matabike with some Brandon Stevens and Gina Stone mixed in there as well. So, What did you guys have for the most improved player? I think those are all
1: great answers. But uh, for me, it was Isaiah Likely. With Mark Andrews going down, um, we needed someone to step up. We needed another pass catcher to step up in general alongside Zay Flowers. And Isaiah Likely did just that. He had some great catches throughout the season. He, I mean, he's a beast. He he didn't get much of a chance um, in his rookie season but i loved watching him break out this year. Uh i think he's going to be a great tight end for a long time and i'm thankful for the way that he stepped up and uh yeah, he is my most improved. I think he took such a big step forward this year and i think he's only going to keep getting better.
2: I think that's an excellent pick. Um i was con- highly considering going with Likely. I just think Matabike his, his 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 um impact on the game this season was just too much to um to overlook and uh i i mean you can't you cannot let that guy walk out the door um no. t- insane effort um and to get 13 sacks as an interior pass rusher is i mean otherworldly that's like aaron donald level so i i'm i'm i i had him as our most improved
0: See, um, for this one, I went with Brandon Stevens just because, you know, before the season, there's a lot of talk about, oh, the Ravens are going to suck in their cornerback room. They have no depth behind Marlon. Well, Marlon got hurt before the season even started, and Brandon Stevens came in there, and he was fantastic, like much improved from what we've seen in the past. So this one was actually pretty easy for me. Uh, I gave it to Brandon Stevens.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think all of those are good answers. I, it was so hard not to pick Matabuke. Just, I mean, he was so impactful for the Ravens this year. And I, you're right. Having so many sacks as an interior defensive lineman, I mean, amazing. And Brandon Stevens, I get it goes to show there was a lot of guys that we weren't necessarily expecting to that did step up for the Ravens this year.
2: Yeah, it's a good problem to have when you have a bunch of guys up for most improved player. So, yeah. <laughs> shows shows the uh shows the impact that coaching had and um i'm looking forward to seeing all these guys back
0: me too so um next award is biggest surprise i will start on this one i actually gave this to two people just because i think they both had an equal they equally surprised me and that's jadevian Clowney and kyle Noy, yep. just because they came off the couch in august late uh offseason bargain benedictions. And they're both in their 30s, and then Clowney had nine and a half sacks, and Benoit had nine sacks. So besides Matt Abike, those were two leading sack guys, played a big role in the Ravens leading this league in sacks in general. Um, before the season, I talked about how the Ravens needed Odafe Owe and David Ojabo to have huge years uh, to kind of like save our pass rush, essentially, but... It ended up being the late se- offseason editions of Chetavion Clowney and Kyle Van Noy, so that was my biggest surprise. You took the words right out of my mouth. I did the same thing mm-hmm.
1: uh, for this category. My biggest surprise was a joint award with Clowney and Van Noy. Uh, I, I mentioned it. I mean, you said it as well as I could have, but I, you know, I mentioned a few times this season on these pods where I was like, "Damn, like." Clowney and Van Noy—that what great additions they have been. Because I just thought, just kind of random veteran signings, nice guys to have in the building, but I didn't expect them to be making major impacts, and they were huge. And I'm um, awesome signings. They stepped up big time. Shout out to Jadavian and Clowney for uh, getting that bonus as well. We all love that. Uh, and just quickly, just because we had the same, I'll go. I'll throw out my honorable mention in uh, Geno Stone i i did not expect anything from him this year really Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and i mean he was an interception machine
0: that was actually the most popular answer on the instagram poll was Was it interesting yeah
2: that's funny well it looks like we're gonna be three for three because i had those Mm -hmm. those two as well which is so funny because we didn't say anything about having um we didn't tell each other what our picks were before so it was gonna be a surprise on the show um that's really funny. Yeah. You guys said everything I was going to say. I mean, I had zero expectations out of either of these guys. And I, where would we be without them? They were fantastic. The my honorable mention was going to be Keaton Mitchell. I thought I I didn't I didn't know anything about the dude. <laughs> I didn't even you know, I don't think I even saw any of his like college tape. I just remember hearing a little bit about him during the preseason on Twitter and was like, yeah, OK, whatever. It's preseason and then, what was it, that Seahawks game? Or was it the Lions game? One of those games, dude, he just broke out. And, you know, obviously, wishing him the best on his recovery. And, um, you know, he's going to be a beast.
1: Yeah, Keaton Mitchell's a great pick, too. I, did he start the season on the, on the practice squad? He did, didn't he? No, he, well, he made the active
0: roster. Then he got placed on injured or this start of the year. They activated him Oh, He made his debut in that Seahawks game. and He was kind of our leading rusher for a while like his yards per carry was absolutely insane and
2: eight uh, yards per carry which is yeah yeah
0: because
2: i
1: I also i hadn't heard anything about him i literally the only thing i knew about him is just like i saw people on twitter being like keaton mitchell's fast and i was like oh okay cool this
2: is a fat in out. yeah
0: really really excited about his future obviously the son of former raven anthony mitchell so a bit of bloodline there for uh keaton mitchell so yeah, next is biggest disappointment. Um, the Instagram poll for this one was kind of split between J.K. Dobbins and Ronnie Stanley. So <laughs> what is your guys's? I don't know
1: if. Uh,
0: mine if, is
2: John Harbaugh in the AFC Championship game. No, I'm joking. We're talking. Um, <laughs> <the championship>
0: <laughs> those are both very valid answers. There yeah, you
2: go. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had both those guys, uh, obviously super high expectations for JK Dobbins going into the season and, you know, it's, it's not on him. It sucks. It's the second season in a row he's been injured, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you wish the best for his recovery. Is he going to be a Raven next year? I don't know what's going to happen. I, you know, I remember watching him at his Ohio state days and he was a dog like certified dog. And, um, Obviously, when we drafted him, I was through the roof because I'd I seen his ceiling, and um, you know, he looked great that first game, and then, you know, it sucks. So, wish him the best if he's not a Raven. Uh, wish him the best as long as he's not in the AFC North. And uh, yeah, Ronnie Stanley was also pretty pretty disappointing. I don't know what you guys had though.
1: Yeah, those I those I thought about, but for me, I I just had to do it. I have OBJ. I just. Ooh maybe i expected too much he is a little older coming off a lot of injuries but he really didn't do much i
0: mean you see like obj wasn't disappointing to me at all like just because yeah we kind of paid him a a shit ton of money but uh for obj i kind of just expected him to either have the season he had or just be like another des bryant which was just the complete shell of himself but uh I think OBJ, what he really brought to the table was helping get Lamar Jackson back to Baltimore. That is he true. did provide a lot of leadership for that receiver room. So to me, he wasn't necessarily a disappointment. But I, I see what you're saying, though, for sure.
2: Yeah, I think, I think we had a designed role for him. I don't think he was going to be the Giants OBJ when he that got is back true. here. So I think he played the role of the more possession receiver and leader. And also star power, you know, it's pretty exciting to have an OBJ um, run through that tunnel. So I think for the role he was asked to play, I think he filled that pretty well. Now, obviously, paying him that much is a lot. And I I hope we do not pay him that much again. But I think I think in terms of what was expected out of him, I think he he did pretty good.
0: Yeah, you guys are right about that. So, for me, I just had Ronnie Stanley. Very vanilla answer. Um, Yeah. I mean, Ronnie struggled when he was on the field and only probably had a few good games this year. Often injured and, yeah. I mean, I have pretty high expectations for Ronnie Stanley returning, Mm -hmm. hoping he would get back to the form he once was. It just never really was there. And we'll see what happens with him this offseason.
2: Yeah. So My uh, honorable mention for disappointment was Marlon Humphrey. I, I had higher expectations of him, and yeah. um, I love Marlon Humphrey. I think he's yo, he's gonna be so good post career because he is. I don't know if you guys watch a lot of clips of him. He is so funny just Holy naturally, God. but in terms of his on the field play, and he's obviously he's a great leader, and um, I love his victory IG lives. But uh, yeah, there's just some like some times throughout the season where I was like, Marlon, come on make a play um i think it was that browns game he had a he had a couple chances to put the game away um he like dropped a pick and then he gave up a big touchdown at the end of the game and um yeah i ha- i had higher expectations from him and i hope he gets back to that form uh next season
0: so yeah next award this one's going to be really interesting cuz there's like a million different options you can go with this one but it's unsung hero So, basically, Unsung Hero is a guy who does a lot for the Ravens but doesn't necessarily get the credit he deserves all the time. What did you guys have on this?
1: I think there was a lot of uh, different ways you could go with this. Um, And this was really tough for me. I kind of just, at the end of the day, I almost just had to just pick at random because I feel like there were so many good options for this. But I went with Justice Hill. I think we had mentioned J.K. Dobbins' injury. Um, Gus Edwards carried a lot of the load. Um, but I just Justice Hill was kind of always there when we needed him, I felt like. Especially thinking back on the, on the playoff win versus the Texans. He had some big receptions where he would run out on those little screens. Um, he's always just pretty reliable when we give him the ball. I don't know. I just – he felt special to me. I feel like he was always there and reliable for the Ravens. What do you guys think?
2: I think that's a really good pick. I didn't think about that, which is why I guess you went with unsung hero for that. So um, yeah, no, justice Hill. Great guy. Um, I'm looking forward to him. Uh, I went with Brandon Stevens. Um, I feel like he was a total dog. Absolutely shut down. And I don't think a lot of people know about him. So that was my pick.
0: Yeah. um, I kind of, went back and forth with this one um I want to touch on my honorable mentions real quick uh Ronald Darby and um, Oh, that's a good one Arcimoto yeah, provided great depth again two late off-season signings like Clowney and Van Noy uh, and they they came in and they played well um but for me I want the classic unsung hero position and that yeah, is yes. nose tackle oh. Michael Pierce were going to say pat ricard that that's a very good option too but i went with michael pierce um just clogging up the middle of the defense clearing lanes for roquan smith and patrick queen to both be all pro linebackers and those tackles they do a lot but never really get the love they deserve so i'm it's giving true. it here with uh, michael pierce
1: what were the uh who were the favorites on the instagram
0: poll for this do you remember Believe it was Justice Hill and uh Geno Stone. Hmm. That makes sense. All good picks. Yeah. So um now here's the three big ones. Uh the first one we'll start out with is defensive player of the year. This one's interesting because I feel like there's four guys so you could really argue for this one. Um but I'll start and I went with Justin Matabika just cause Y'all obviously touched on a a bit already when you did the uh, most improved player. But I just think Matt what he did this year, it's absolutely insane. Led all interior defensive linemen in the league. And sacks and quarterback hits. uh, And we really haven't had that kind of a presence from the interior pass rush since Helo Maybe even a guy like Trevor Price. So, uh, big year for Matt I've
1: got um, Kyle Hamilton, easy, another easy pick, uh, of course. This has to be the, the furthest into a pod we've ever gone and probably will ever go uh, without talking about Kyle Hamilton. Um, we, I mean, we've said so much about him all year. He was such a game changer on defense. He is such a special player. All of the uh, many different things that he can do, the way that he can match up, with certain guys on other teams the way that he is in coverage the way his size and how he can come up and and stop the run uh, he is going to be a great defensive player hopefully on the Ravens and in the NFL for a long long time he probably will have some NFL defensive player of the years in his future so that another easy pick but i love watching Kyle Hamilton this year
2: yeah i agree i cuz i used Matabike on my most improved i I decided to go with Kyle Hamilton, but you could go, you could really go either way with those two. Um, yeah, Kyle Hamilton is, is just a unicorn. Absolute freak. The way he can make tackles in the open field is unreal. And, um, the way, also the way he like single handedly removed Brock Purdy from the MVP discussion (laughs) that game when he had like two picks and just, just entirely shut down the, uh, the 49ers offense. Um, yeah, he's, he's a freak, and I'm looking forward to him being a Raven for a long time.
0: I mean, he's a generational talent. Like, there's really no other, like, players with, like, safeties with that combination of length, athleticism, ability. The only guy who you could maybe argue is Derwin James, but he's kind of fallen off a bit. But yeah, thank God the league gods let him fall to us. He's <laughs> special, and he's so special. So yeah, he was by, by far and away the most popular answer for this so you guys kind of read the fans minds on this one so next up oh. is uh non-quarterback offensive player of the year so i'm interested i'm interested to see what you guys have on this one since the obvious answer is obviously lamar jackson but to keep it more open-ended what did you guys have for this one
2: i went gus bus gus bus yeah yeah
0: i, I well I guess
1: like with Justice Hill, Gus Bus and 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 he really stepped up without JK Dobbins. Sorry, I didn't mean to take it from you.
2: No, you're good. No. <laughs> um yeah, I just the way Gus Edwards is so automatic um within the you know, in the red zone and especially within like the five yard line. I uh you know, he had what did he have like thirteen touchdowns this year. And I mean just just a beast. You know, you hope you you really wish that they, they would give him the ball in the biggest game of the year, but um we won't go back to that. But yeah, seriously, he was good. Obviously, you know, I think there's a couple ways you could go. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, um, the offense, you know, fully centers around him. And um there were there weren't like a ton of like statistical freaks on our offense, but I I just I felt Gus Edwards outside of Lamar had the biggest impact. Um my other considerations were going to be Zay or uh, Linderbaum, I thought he was a beast.
1: Yeah, for me, um, yeah, wow. Gus Edwards, uh, Offensive Player of the Year. He was so reliable and good all seasons. Maybe we should have given him the ball in the AFC Championship. You would think. What do I know? Would have been a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> we're just fans. But, yeah, we're just fans. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you you hit on it for the honor bunches for me. I had to go with Zay Flowers. Uh, I, I just did he, we've never seen Lamar play with a receiver as good as a, it opened up the offense. And for that reason, I think he is the offensive player of the year. He opened it up with the big plays. He's a human joystick. I love watching him run around out there. Um, yeah. And I also, I considered Linderbaum too. I think that's your boy. Yeah, so, no, that
0: that's actually who I had. So uh, Yeah, so I thought that was just going to be a complete out-of-left-field pick uh, to have an offensive lineman as (laughs) my offensive player of the year, non-quarterback. But, yeah, I went with Linderbaum just because you see, like, on the offensive line, fans complained about Ronnie Stanley and Morgan Moses all year. Uh, John Simpson was solid, had some penalty issues that people definitely noticed. I mean, Kevin Zeitler had some inconsistencies this year as well. The one guy you never heard a single fan complain about is Tyler Linderbaum. He's an offensive lineman that you just plug in there and you forget he's even there just because he's just that good. Um, I'm going to say it right now. I think he's the best center in the NFL. Like people want to talk about Jason Kelsey or Creed Humphrey or Frank Ragnow. Tyler Linderbaum was better than all of them. He allowed less pressures this year. He didn't even allow a single sack. He was less penalized than all three of those guys. Um, so, yeah, uh, I always love to give offensive linemen credit where it's due just because I think without an offensive line, your offense really can't do much. So I went with Linderbaum on this one.
1: Yeah, Linderbaum's a great pick. Who was the poll uh, favorites for this? Was it like Zay? Yeah, or... it was Zay. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, Zay makes sense.
0: But, yeah, so <laughs> I thought that was going to be a complete out of, like, just <laughs> pick, but y'all kind of. Put him as honorable mention. Yeah,
1: I wanted to give respect to the offensive line, and I feel like he was hands down the best
0: one on the offensive line. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think he's going to be the anchor of our offensive line for the next 10 oh, yeah. years or so. Oh, yeah. He's literally baby Marshall Leander. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been an All Pro. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So now here's the big one the non quarterback. Team MVP. What did you guys have on this one?
1: I, I think
2: we're going to be in agreement.
1: Yeah, I, I think that there's really only one super solid pick, and it is the emotional leader of the Ravens, the fearless leader of the best defense in the NFL, the just such a classic Raven, the voice of the defense in the Ravens, Roquan Smith. Smith. Uh, he obviously brought so much to this team this year. Um, when after the 49ers game, when they were doing those little, uh, Instagram, uh, things where they come in the locker room and Roquan Smith is punching himself in the head and talking about talking with their pads. I was like, this guy is a Raven. He is encapsulates everything that the Ravens are. I love him. I'm so glad he's a Raven. He is my 2023, 24 MVP Roquan Smith. 100%
2: One hundred percent agree. Ever since that trade, it has been the, the we have been the best defense in the league. And uh that's not a coincidence. He's he's the best player outside of Lamar Jackson on our team. And uh he's a freak. <laughs> I mean, just listening to some of his videos, like you said, like um punching himself and just like the way he talks, man. He's he's got a he's got a nasty side to him, and you want that. You want that out of your middle linebacker and especially especially on the Ravens. So Um yeah, had to go with had to go with agent zero Roquan. See,
0: the thing is is I really considered giving this to Roquan Smith just because I don't know what. But I actually gave it to Kyle Hamilton. That's why I didn't mention him for my uh defensive player of the year. Just because I just think what Kyle did this year is absolutely fantastic. I think if he wasn't injured a few times, he would have probably been in the defensive player of the year conversation that's just how good he was um only allowed 54 percent uh completion percentage in coverage had four interceptions uh had three sacks as a blitzer and i mean i just think like the defense was not as good with him without him on the field so i went with hamilton but roquan's a very easy answer <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah I mean, that's
1: a great pick, too. I mean, he he is a game-breaker. He's a game-changer. And, yeah, love him. Yeah. That
2: 2022 uh,
0: 2022, um, draft for EDC will definitely go down as one of the most memorable ones in Ravens history with Hamilton and Linderbaum in the first round. You can't get much better than that. A lot of It's up there. It could potentially, when it's all said and done, be up there with 2018. Mm -hmm. Probably not 1996, just because that... You getting Ray Lewis and J.O. Yeah. First round, like, you'll never be able to replicate that, but, yeah, such a phenomenal draft.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely surprised you went that direction, but I can see it, for sure.
0: Makes sense. Um. Yeah, so the... On Instagram, there was actually a lot of people that agreed with me, a lot of people really? that agreed with y'all. Like It was kind of just an even mix of Roquan and Hamilton.
2: Wow. So, Interesting.
1: I guess that, yeah, that, that makes sense. I just feel, for me, it was Roquan just because of the whole emotion and yeah. leadership he, he He's, the he's undoubtedly
0: the leader, for sure. Yeah. But, hey, they're both going to be here for sure next year. Obviously, oh, yeah. we have a lot of free agents. We'll touch on that. A bit later, um but yeah, the two main pieces on the Ravens' defense is an inside linebacker and a safety. The way it should be. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, yeah. Kyle, I will say, Kyle Hamilton is our most
1: valuable chess piece that we are able to use in game plans. He can literally do
0: everything yeah. you ask him to. He if the Ravens really wanted to put him on offense, he could probably do that too. He's just an insane talent.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, now you said it. Inside linebacker and safety, just just
0: as it should be. That's
2: awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, the league may be devaluing those two positions, but the Ravens prioritize them. They always have, always will. And we have the best defense in the league just by doing that, so.
2: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, we talked about Mike McDonald leaving and how our defense may have some struggles next year at first, but – uh as long as number zero and number 14 are on the field, we're still going to have a very good defense. If we got those two guys, we're, we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this um, episode. Uh, a bit longer, probably the longest episode we've done on this revamped version of the podcast. But uh you all have any final words? No, that that's uh, just – I think we, we've hit on everything uh,
1: – I think one thing to remember, just in terms of a of thinking about a, a season in review, is it sucked at the end. It really does. It, it still stings. It's going to sting all the way until next year, but I'm one to appreciate the regular season, to appreciate our quarterback having an MB, MVP season, our team making it to the AFC championship. We are luckier than a lot of other franchises, and if that's a loser talk, whatever, but I'm appreciative of the season.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Just to put a bell on this season, um, honestly, one of the most the most fun I've had watching the Ravens in a while. Me too. Like I think the season was a lot better than 2019. I enjoyed the season just because our defense was a lot better than it was in 2019. So it was a really fun season. And yeah, we have a lot of free agents. We'll hopefully touch on that in the future. Well, we will touch on that in a future podcast, but. Yeah, next season we'll have number eight back, we'll have number zero back, we'll have number fourteen back for sure. On offense we'll have Andrews we'll have fully healthy, we'll have Likely back. We'll have Zay, hopefully. And uh yeah, so I think this team still got a bright future. Um oh, yeah. but it was a really fun season, for sure. Definitely. So yeah, um if you could, uh could y'all leave us um a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify helps a lot. And, yeah, it was a fantastic 2023 season. And let's go Ravens.
2: Go Ravens. Sure.